0: And you're gonna cut an eight-year guy who just had one of the best camps of his life because it's a business. And then at the same time, you're gonna look me in the face and say, "Hey, we're trying to win ball games."
1: There was fingers pointed here, those fingers pointed there, and like the bond that we had was literally it was broken.
2: Why you feel so strongly about Russell bouncing back? I
1: got receipts, G.
2: I got ten years of receipts under who? You guys told me it was under Pete. Five hundred. That he does not finish the season as a starting quarterback. 500,000. Make it a thousand. Make it a thousand. <laughs> a thousand. thousand. The year is 2013. Yeah. You're drafted into the NFL. I
0: remember
2: You're drafted that. by the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. You come to Seattle. You see this team. It's a group of dogs. What is going through your mind when you first show up to Seattle and you see this team and you're like, are they real? Was that team that good? Was that defense that you're seeing flying over the field? I want to get some of your real vulnerable thoughts. Like, were you nervous? Like, man, can I make it in this league?
0: For sure. I mean, I think every rookie is. I'll start with the defense. I was on uh, <laughs> FanDuel TV the other day, and they asked me. It was weird because they clipped a little different. They're like, you know, like, what is the one thing y'all had on that Super Bowl team that if you didn't have it, y'all wouldn't have won? And I'm like, well... Clearly. Clearly the defense. And I'm like, an illusion of boom. But really every position on the defense, mm-hmm. including the D-line, who I thought was underrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Red Bryant. You had Miebe, and I mentioned both mm-hmm. those guys. But it's like you come in there, and especially coming out of Rice, which is not like Mississippi State. You know, you're not playing the SEC. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, dude, like these dudes are flying around. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was kind of trippy with that defense was not only were they talented – Physical, I mean, KJ knows all the shit all the above as far as like attributes go, but they were smart as sh. It wasn't just like, hey, <laughs> we're just getting by because we're so much more talented than y'all. We was calling out
1: the plays before, before they ran it. Bro, before all they the time.
0: All the time.
1: Before they ran it. Like, oh, what play's coming?
0: Hey, Cam, here it comes. KJ do it all the time. Woody? We'd be sitting there. I'd be in practice. I'm like, all right, man, I'd get lined up. And I would even be like <laughs> thinking like, all right, how am I going to run this row? And KJ say some shit like, yo, he got the dig coming underneath. This is coming over here. And then it's like, as a tight end, I'm like, how on God's green earth am I supposed to get open or yeah. even try and sell something on KJ right. when he already knows what I'm
2: doing? So what was your welcome to the... Give us a story that was your welcome to the NFL moment when you're dealing with these Seahawks practices. Give us one that you're like, yo,
0: I got to tell this story. Something that happened to Luke. Okay, so one of my... My favorite, like, ordeals, which I had never really had anybody come down like this, but I had, like, uh, just a traditional corner out, Nothing crazy, like, yo, know, hand down, wide release a DN, run a corner, bam. And Cam Chancellor comes down out of nowhere and just smacks me. <laughs> like, I'm was five love, yards off the a ball.
1: Was it smack? Well, that was smack. the thing.
0: It was like, I, I stayed up because it would have been like, I don't think he intentionally, he was just like, yo... I'm getting in your way. And yeah. I was like, what do I do? I've never seen like a dude come down be like, I'm like a safety of all people mm-hmm. seeking contact. Yeah. So I just eat this thing. Boom. Like no moves. Terrible on film. Yeah. Finish the route up. Don't get the ball, whatever. And I'm like, it wasn't even that like, I mean, one, it was a terrible play on me. Cam obviously disrupted everything. But I'm like, bro, he wasn't even like, wasn't like a tackle. And I felt that shit in my bones, man. Yeah, I, bro, yeah. I felt that shit in my <laughs> core. Yeah. I'm like, oh my, like I'm jogging <laughs> back. I'm like, bro, that shit felt terrible. Yeah.
2: You went to Detroit. You went to uh, to the uh, Raiders. What's the
0: difference when it comes to organizations? I mean, to me, in this league, that's, and this would be a hot take, but I think that's the difference between winning and losing. Granted, if you have a defense like we had in 2013, it probably don't matter as much. But the reality is, of the time, you ain't going to have that kind of defense. You got a good defense. Mm -hmm. But, and maybe you, even that defense, KJ, you would know. But like, to Mm -hmm. me, the culture is what made that defense great to generational. Like, if you don't have a good culture, you guys are a great defense. Mm -hmm. But that defense had such a good culture. Now, all of a sudden, it's like you were one of the best defense of all
1: time. Mm -hmm. And what that does is like, it sets the standards for years to come. When you think of Ravens, when you think of Steelers, yeah. you like, we play great defense here. And that's how that's how the standard gotta be. You talk about culture. The culture here compared to other places, it started at the top. 100%. It started with good management. Yeah. It started with good coaching. And you was at Patricia's first year. First year. First year. You was there the whole season? <laughs> the whole season. No, right? he said for two.
0: I was he was there for two, but I was only there for one with him. How was that?
1: He only lasted two years. How I that,
0: think two, yeah. A bloodbath. That's how it was. But one of my, one of my favorite stories. <laughs> one of my favorite stories happens to do with our guy Quandre Diggs, man. Yeah. Quandre, <laughs> Quandre. So we go through this OTAs that was just like hell on earth, man. And he used to say to us, Patricia was like one of his go-to sayings was, "There's no light in this tunnel." He'd say, "If you look up and you see a light, it's a fucking train coming to hit you. Just put your head down and keep working." <laughs> Like all right, man. So (laughs) we go have a crazy OTA, like compared to what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, like he's a Patriot way, though. You know, the Patriots if you win, like we're gonna win. Mm -hmm. And uh, going to camp, we do two joint practices. Like fly to Oakland, have a joint practice with them, Mm -hmm. which was a bloodbath with live goal line period tackling. Yes, smacking. Put the ball in the one and let's go oh yeah. that's <laughs> sickening that's so sickening. then so then as we fly home that's a mm-hmm. cross-country trip right there mm-hmm. we fly home the giants are waiting at our facility for us at our own facility like yo <laughs> okay we're it's, it's, like it's, i never heard right. anybody doing that yeah but then fast forward camps of bloodbath OTAs is a bloodbath. it's very very physical and uh we get to week one, we're playing the Jets. Jets are trash. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold's first year. <laughs> okay, I'm like, you know what? I think we were playing on Sunday Night Football too, national televised game. Yeah. Don't ask me why the Lions and the Jets are on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Sam Darnold first play the game. They try some like trickery bullshit, like roll right, throw back left, Quandre mm-hmm. picks that shit. Boom, pick six. Yeah. I remember sitting on the sideline, and I'm like, holy fuck, bro, like, the Patriot Way is working. <laughs> we're finna win this year, bro. We yeah. lost that game by thirty. We went no. six and ten, <laughs> and it was the worst year of all time. It was a disaster. Do
1: you, do you did you not talk to people before you got to Detroit? Like, hey, what am I getting myself into? So this is Who what was, was this Patricia guy? It Was
0: like everybody said in New England, and even later when I had this cup of coffee with the Raiders, a couple of guys that are in New England there uh, were like. Dude, we heard all these crazy stories about Patricia in New England. He was the homie. He was Mm -hmm. like the guy everybody loved. But it was a little strange because, like, again, I have millions of these stories. But after this Jets game, we do a little Monday, you know, run through, kind of flush the body. And uh, Patricia's like, I want everyone to meet me outside. And Matt Castle was our backup quarterback.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Obviously a Patriot guy back in the day. yep. He taps me. He goes, "I bet we're gonna bury the football." I go, <laughs> I, and Matt has a is hilarious. One of the funniest dudes <laughs> I've ever met. So I'm like, "Very funny, Matt." Bury the football. Yeah. He's like, "Boom." Sure as shit, we go out there. There's a pair of blue pants, a football, and a shovel. <laughs> okay, and I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Game's over. We're burying this." He goes, "And by the way, those blue pants look like shit." He's like, "We're never gonna talk about this game again." He calls up one of the dudes digs the hole, we bury shit. I go to MAGA, how the hell did you know that? He goes, Bill Belichick did that 16 years ago when I was a rookie. Stop it. And I'm like, damn. Funny note to that is that we watched the film again and we wore the blue pants like week five. So I'm like, dude, we didn't really bury nothing. And he lasted two years. I think it was two, yeah. Maybe three. Why didn't you go back? Did your contract expire? Yeah, it was a one-year deal. You there not about going back? No, no way. Mm -hmm. I mean, what was tough for me was, and it was kind of a blessing and a curse in a way. And I think, I mean, you could speak to your experience in Las Vegas the one year. And I'd be really interested to see what Bobby had to say about his experience in LA. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I kind of got pampered, like drafted here. We won the shit. We were winning like crazy. They take care of us. And it was such an elite Mm -hmm. culture that I kind of figured like, hey, this is generally... What it's like everywhere. We had our issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bro, listen to me. Boy, was I wrong. Listen to
1: me. When I got Boy, to, was I wrong. When I got to Vegas, bro, we were in pads up to like week 14 of the season. Oh, for sure. I'm in my 11th year in the NFL. I'm 33 years old. Bro, I'm doing one-on-ones with running backs and tight ends like week 12 of the season. I didn't do one-on-ones past year five. And I look at my coach. I'm like, coach, why am I going 120% on a Wednesday against something that don't even matter. For that to even be on the agenda? Like, why are we doing
0: one-on-ones? Yes. Week 12 of the season. And hear me out, Cage, it was tough for us. It's like, you've been on a Super Bowl winning team back the next year. We're not gonna talk about that, at least not yet. But it's like, for two years, we were the best team in the NFL. No questions asked. Yeah. yeah, we. We should have had back-to-back, whatever, but it's like, okay, so we've won a Super Bowl. You are one of the best linebackers in the decade, mm-hmm. and you're on the best defense since probably the Ravens. Yes. And there's an argument that, like, y'all were better than the Ravens. So I'm yep. like, it's not like you're coming from this place where, like, I don't want to work harder, blah, blah. And that was what was hard for me. Detroit was, I'm like, we're doing all this crazy shit, very mm-hmm. similar, full pads. I mean, the stories go on and on. And I'm like, and we're six and ten. We're and, out and of playoffs, like by week eight.
1: And I don't want to bash any organization, but it's crystal clear why some teams are always in the playoffs yes. and why some teams are bums. One hundred percent. It's crystal clear why.
2: I can't resist. Uh oh. I, I. You got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. I wasn't gonna say nothing until Luke you you threw you threw the uh, spotlight up there. <laughs> so let's go back to it. You're down in Glendale.
0: Okay, I, I'll give you my I'll give no, honest thing. No, no, what do you want to know?
2: It's is what I want to know. All
0: right. You're down in Glendale.
2: You're at the one-yard line. I'm on
0: the field for this. You're on the field for this. Yeah.
2: I want you to not miss a beat and tell us exactly what happens when you see the play call come in, yeah. what's going through your mind, when the play happens afterwards. And I want you to be transparent.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you – Every detail I got for you, I'm going to start back a little bit. We get in the two-minute drill. Curse makes the crazy catch. Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy shit. We were three by one, so I'm the inside guy. I ended up getting a front row seat to that thing because I basically, KJ's covered this a million times. I got the cross field scene, whatever you want to call it, boom. So I'm right there. I see, I'm like, ball bounces up. Curse catches that shit. I'm like, oh, boom, we're on the six. Mm -hmm. We call first and goal. I'm like, all right, we call 19 force, which is wide zone to the tight end. So I'm like, Luke, you better get your shit right. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Get down here. I stalemate. Probably won the rep late. It wasn't like a great block, but I'm like, this should go. Boom. I see Marshawn inside. Of, pause. I see Marshawn cut inside. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and then he gets shoestringed. Yeah. Like, he got shoestringed. And it's funny because in that situation, it almost would have been better if we miss the block, or not for me, I had the kind of outside backer, but whoever is climbing up to that linebacker, because then he probably tries to take Marshawn up like around the waist, mm-hmm. and Marshawn probably drills him and runs in the end zone. Yeah. But we basically got enough linebacker. I can't remember it was Hightower who just mm-hmm. clips his ankle. Boom. Mm-hmm. That moment, I remember thinking to myself, great. Okay. Great. He got tackled on the half yard line. You couldn't write this sh- up better. Either the timeout's getting called or chewing up more clock. This is exactly what I'm thinking. What was even crazier, this is going to get into detail, was the the week before, two weeks before, in the NFC Championship, the curse TD in overtime. Okay, I don't know if you got, y'all you have heard this. You might have known this. But it was a checked play. Mm-hmm. It was not called in the huddle. And Wednesday, and Bev didn't do this type of shit. He was, you know, Bev was, I love Bev as an average corner. I know some of the... Seattle fans didn't like him, but I think there was he was handcuffed in a lot of ways. We'll probably get into that. But Bev came in on Wednesday, the NFC Championship game, and was like, yo, we've got a crazy thing. Uh, Is it Dom Capers? Is that Mm the— Dom Capers will just call cover zero anytime, anywhere, one per game. One time. Could be any down distance. Could be anywhere on the field. He's done it every single week. And he's like, and what's weird is Tremont Williams plays outside leverage. He goes, I don't give a— what personnel is on? We're checking 50 Cobra, and we're throwing a post a curse. Boom! Sure as shit, we get to overtime. I'm sitting in my three point stance. I hear Russ. I think we had a we were in two tight end set and a fullback and a running back. It was Will too when in a playing receiver. Well, I hear Russ check 50 Cobra Cobra. I'm like holy shit, Boom! Touchdown! We go to Super Bowl. The next week, Bev comes in and goes, "Hey, if we get down to it, and again he didn't do this." You didn't just like, oh, we always played like safe, like things we knew. He's like, we have never gone to goal line all year. We have the greatest goal line matchup against these dudes. If we get down to the one yard line, we are going to goal line personnel. They will have no idea what's going on because we've never shown it all year. And we're going fullback at zero. We're putting Turbin at halfback, Marshawn at fullback, Russ, Max Unger was playing center. Russ, you're going to take the snap. You're going to get out of the way. Marshawn, you're going to run straight down Max Unger. And whichever way Max kind of shields, you go the other way.
1: I had no idea about this. I had no
0: idea. Well, you know, you know. About
1: to, I'm about to stop. I'm tearing up right Hold now. On. Yeah, I'm I'm
0: So I'm on the field. We get tackled to half. And I think, great. And my next thought is, holy shit, this man Bev is a wizard. He did it again. He did it again. Because the play to curse was, I don't get me wrong. Curse made a great play. Phenomenal catch you got to give bad props. And now all of a sudden I'm like, how did this, like this game's going to come down to the one yard line. We're about to destroy it here. With Marshawn fullback. And then all of a sudden 11 personnel gets called. So in my head, and again, this is, it was very strange for me because
2: 11 the, personnel, go ahead, Explain yeah. that one running back, one, one tight, tight end, end
0: yep. three wide receivers, traditionally more of a passing personnel. But that being said, you know, KJ can attest all this because he'd be seen in practice. That year, we didn't really run a lot of goal line. So, like, the week before, when Russ scored a TD, Marshawn scored one of the TDs, they were all on a play called 94 Buck, which was out of 11 personnel. It was basically a zone read. We would run that all the time within the three yards because it was so hard to stop Marshawn. Mm-hmm. And if that D-line just were like, yo, we," everyone's like, we got to commit to, like, gang tackling Marshawn, Russ would just bang. Go on the outside, walk in. Again, in the NFC Championship, Russ had a walk-in TD on this exact play. And we had scored numerous times in the year. It was almost, with Marshawn, it was almost impossible to defend. Mm-hmm. So I was laughing because, and what I said is weird for me is, I'm in year two still, and I don't know how you were in year two, but I was never thinking like, yo, Bev's going to call this. I was always like, I need to like lock in and out. I'm never thinking about like what he's going to call. I'm listening like, what is the call? What is my job? so that was probably the first time in my career where I was like i know what's coming as soon as he said 11 i'm like he finna call 94 buck and the best part of 94 buck kj get mad right now kj get mad i'm, I'm fuming right now the best part of 94 buck for me is i'm going to block a db and it's a lose lose he goes inside i'm gonna pin his ass in he goes outside i'm gonna i'm gonna bully him outside i'm like bro i'm like next thought do not jump offside. Luke, you got the easiest job out here. This guy's giving up 30 pounds on you, and he's going to lose-lose. You, All you got to do, arc the DN, Russ makes a read, game's over. Right. Game's okay. over. Okay. You're in a three-point stance right now? Not yet. We're, I haven't gotten the huddle yet. Oh, this is okay. all shit I'm thinking. Okay, okay. I'm like, all right, we didn't want to do the goal line. It's all good. We get in there, and Russ starts calling the play. And, and on offense, you know formationally, and I'll be studying – we're like, there's only certain formations that go with each play. Mm-hmm. So the way we called it, I'm like, we don't have Buck out of this motion. And then all of a sudden, the motion went across. Or like, he kept going on his, again, Russ is talking him in the huddle. And I'm like, oh, maybe they're trying to dress it up with some motion. You know, like, even though it wasn't in our playbook, our end formation is a place we can run Buck out of. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I think it was Pivot Halo was the play. I'm pretty sure that was it. Two scat, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh damn, like we're throwing the ball. Also, oh, you knew at that point. Now I'm like, holy fuck, we're throwing the football. But like, the clock's ticking, dude. You're in the huddle, like you're not thinking. Like, I wasn't thinking. Like, yo, I mean, I, I thought it was weird. Obviously,
1: I gotta cut you off, bro.
0: Yeah, cut me off. I'm <laughs> at any.
1: point moment during that game did no one's like what are we doing why are we calling this play people
0: ask me that all the time kj
1: i've never asked anyone
0: yeah i get a lot of fan not like players but that's not really like that's not really a thing at least not in seattle and not anywhere i've been
1: it's a thing it's a thing on defense it's a thing on defense calls have come in the huddle and we're like what are we doing right now why are we calling this play Mm. call something else well, we just literally like, we're not running this play. You didn't have that on offense. That's what you're
0: trying to say. I, I <laughs> In my, maybe on the sideline, I've heard o be like, run the damn ball. You know, but not one time in my eight years did anybody ever say anything in the huddle in any team I've been to. So you, you break the huddle. And part of it is that, yeah, the calls are long too. So it's like, even that will be like, yo, you're kind of like locked in where it's like double right, Z left, blah, blah, blah. Two scat pivot halo on one boom, and it's like the clock's ticking, and I'm like, mm. and then the next thing for me, and I'm not trying to sound like a pussy, but you got Marshawn, you got Golden Tate, it's, you got sorry, Gold, yeah. Gold might not have Golden been there. That year. Doug, 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 sorry, you man. got Curse, you got Max Unger. I'm in year two, bro. You think I'm gonna be like, hey, <laughs> that shit, call something that's, else? That's not
1: only That's not you. <laughs>
0: Absolutely not. People that's be like, Luke, a- why didn't you say something? I'm like. Bro, I would have gotten slapped to that whole
2: versus So, look, so clock is ticking. Clock's ticking. The play comes in.
0: So, I'm like, I'm catching the winning you're,
2: touchdown. You're, you're wondering what's I'm going catching on. catching the
0: winning touchdown. Oh, that's
2: what's on your mind?
0: Not, but then that was short lived because we talked about this before. We had a zone side, man side, mm-hmm. and it was 100%er. They were playing it was man. man coverage. So, mm-hmm. I get out there and I'm like, I'm on the zone side. I got a little corner, you know yep. what I'm saying? Marshawn in the flat. So, I'm like, all right. And then this is what got trippy for me. I run this corner, and I knew, like, there's no read on this play. It's man's own. It's man, you're throwing the ball here. There's no, like, we're yeah. going to do this, we're going to do that. It's a bang-bang play. Catch, throw. So I kind of run a bit of a corner, and I'm, like, wondering what's going on. And I hear all these dudes cheering. I'm, like, people going crazy. Because, again, I'm on the left. You're on the other side. I'm on the other side. I should have clarified that. I'm running a corner, so the shit happened behind me. So I was probably the last guy to know in the whole goddamn stadium. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know that sounds weird, but I'm like, your back is turned. My back is turned
0: and I'm just making, you never know. I'm making sure like, yo, the rust float went up, you know what I'm saying? Looking like that. And then all of a sudden I like, I turn and it took me legitimately 10 seconds to be like, what is going on? Hmm. Like it didn't even really like register. And then all of a sudden it was like this crazy feeling because those year those early years in particular, it felt like we were just like this team of destiny. Like mm-hmm. the Green Bay game in particular. Yep. It was like everything that had to go right went right. Just meant to be. So I remember sitting there and be like, oh my God, we just threw an interception. Like they must have been going. So then I'm like, What time is it? How many timeouts we got? Mm-hmm. Like thinking like there's no way we lost. Like we never lose. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, Holy shit, dude. Mm-hmm. We just lost a Super Bowl. And uh the thoughts, the locker room after. I mean, KJ was there for it's that. Hot, it's hot ass mess.
1: So Luke, do you? Do I think you, that ruined our team. Do you blame anybody? Do you point the finger?
0: Like I, this, this is my does thing. Does if, your finger go anywhere? I for would anyone? love to know. You got more seniority than I do. What did you hear happen? Because I still to this day don't know what happened on the sideline. I was on the field. I was in the two minute drive. We didn't yeah. have Jimmy Graham yet. I was a the guy then. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, dude. Everyone would be like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. I was on the field. You, When you're on the field, you don't know who's calling yeah. shit. I mean, you know that yeah. the play
1: call yeah. is. I was on the 40-yard line, so, and I was standing I mean, up. I used to sit up, I was standing yeah. up. And I looked, and I screamed out loud because this is my next. I said, why are we in shotgun? I screamed it out loud.
0: Imagine if you knew that we had a goal line play with Marshawn, a fullback.
1: I would have ran up on somebody.
0: That was. Oh, I would have ran
1: on the
2: field and called a timeout.
0: So, so, I, so we're... we're yeah. We're skipping some steps, and I'm not going
2: to allow that to happen. What steps, man? What steps we skip? Because you went from the field, you realized you lost, then you went to the shower, boom, boom. Okay. Yeah. You realize you lost. Yes. You're walking off. I want to know what goes on now. What do you see? What do you hear? What's going on? All the way into the locker room. Take us with you,
0: man. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the thought of how much cash I just lost definitely went through <laughs> my head. Yeah. and not just that's just from, real that's real. not just from it was like an extra 50 grand for winning but not even that it's like you think of two time, super two time champ. super bowl champ you think of bro when we won the super bowl it was for everybody but it was like we're getting flown around for appearances like fucking crazy getting money left and right thrown at jimmy like, kimball yeah, show yeah i mean <laughs> she was wild yeah and i'm like that's all gone see ya I didn't know at the time, but I also thought it eroded our locker room down the road. So really the dynasty kind of ended on that play or I shouldn't say dynasty. What could have been a Mm -hmm. dynasty and the locker room. I didn't say much because I didn't have to because some of the veterans (laughs) said a lot and uh, it was probably the worst atmosphere I've ever been in outside of sports, outside of anything. It just was like, such a hard pill to swallow. And to this day, I mean, I, there was a while I didn't like talking about it. I I don't think you ever get over something like that. Mm-hmm. But to me, what was tough was like, again, KJ, you can let me know if you think I'm nuts for saying this. But it was like, we were like this big family for those two years. And it was like, I spent, as everybody in the NFL does, but it was like, I spent more time with those guys, you know, competing against KJ, competing against Cam, trying to get better it was such an elite atmosphere, and it was just like it consumed my thoughts. It consumed everything I did. You leave the facility, getting mm-hmm. work done. You're watching film. It's like I couldn't eat a god dang dessert <laughs> without being like, "Yo, like this might cause inflammation. It might be slower." Like everything, it just engulfed my whole life. And I wanted to. I don't want to sound like I'm like I loved it, but then it's like to get to that moment to be the world's greatest team back to back years. And have that feeling like you gave it away instead of getting beat
1: was the worst yeah, part for me. Yeah, the, the way I describe it is like, it's like a dark cloud hovering over yeah. us. And the love that we have with one another, yeah. we looked at each other like it was like every man's for himself. Yeah. I don't trust you, I don't like you. What you did to my legacy is ruined because of this decision. So to answer my own question, because you didn't answer it, you dang right there was fingers pointed. Yeah, There was fingers pointed here. There was fingers pointed there. And, like, the bun that we had was literally, it was broken.
0: And it never got repaired. It
1: never got repaired. So what? It never got repaired. So, hold, got up, hold up, G. Hold up, G. What started to happen was, after that, it didn't repair it. You got to go because you mad. You got to go because yeah. you mad. Oh, you, you still bitter. You got to go. And it just slowly started drifting away.
2: So, you're yeah. in the, so, the locker room. You just said, and you explained it, that was like one of the worst atmospheres that you've ever been a part of in your by life. Far, right, it's by far, by Okay, so then you leave the locker room, you get, on oh, that night you have to go to your that party, right? Which was terrible. Which was, right. I, Drake. Drake. Was I like funny. Drake. I like Drake.
1: I want to have so much fun that night.
2: Okay, so what happens at the party?
0: Well, my whole family's there, and I got some buddies <laughs> in town, and it's like, we got this private party with Drake. Yeah, Drake. And I'm like, I'm sick to my stomach. Like, I can't eat. You're scratching your head, and it's like, what again? What just happened? Like, and you're still searching for answers. Like in my head, I was like, how do we not call the goal line play? Like, how do we not? We practiced it all week. It's a goddamn wedge block. It's the first thing you learn, Pee Wee football. Mm. Like, how do we not call it? And then it's like you start hearing all. Like to this day, I don't know, but you hear all these rumblings. Like so and so wanted it. No, so and so called it. No, it just was like. The better look, than you heard later on that it was like, well, we were gonna call it, but then uh, Matt Patricia just put on <laughs> goal line defense, so we thought we had a great matchup, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, I don't know what to believe, and and I, I do, I, I, and at the time, hindsight, everything, I thought we should have ran the ball. The only argument that I'll accept is that like we did historically do crazy. That usually worked like throwing mm-hmm. a Chris Matthews at the end of the half
1: mm-hmm.
0: instead of kicking a field goal. Nobody's doing that, shit, you know. So, mm-hmm. like, you kind of live by the sword, die by the sword. But again, my argument is like, yo, we have the best running back in the NFL. Like, there is not a guy, and this is an honest question, but in the last 30 years, I mean, I would you, if you have the ball in the half yard oh. line, who else are the Marshawn Lynch? Maybe Derrick Henry.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro. The fact that y'all practice a fullback wedge.
0: Max Unger. You ever see Max Unger lose a block? I never have.
1: I I'd had no idea. Yes, I had no earthly idea y'all did that. so.
0: And with Marshawn, a fullback. You I didn't know that. Like even if we even if it's a wedge, so it's not gonna happen, but even if someone <laughs> shoots the gap, who the hell is blocking yep. Marshawn probably sitting three yards behind the football.
1: So we had Max, Carp, who's on the left side? Uh
0: O'Kong.
2: No, who's
1: the left guard? Sweezy. Oh, Sweezy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout so, out
2: to Sweezy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so you leave the Drake, you guys sleep that night, you get on the plane.
0: It was worse the next day. That's,
2: that's where I'm going. Because usually, one thing that the Seahawks are known for is that morning meeting. I've, the morning meeting is where yeah. all the magic happens. Take us inside of that morning meeting. That's usually the time where you get pumped up. What happens, Luke?
0: This was another weird one, but there was like <laughs> nothing to say. Like, and what I mean by that is like, usually if we lost a game, in that era, it was like, this is why we lost. It was kind of a fluke. Like, we did it ourselves. No one really, those two years, no one really beat us. We usually mm-hmm. messed it up. Mm-hmm. But it was like, hey. Uh,
2: did the last play come up in the
0: meeting? Yeah. But then I, I, I yeah. and I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not hiding from this. <clears throat> G, I still like, I don't know. Like, the- I, I'm not hiding. And I don't know if anyone truly does. Maybe the coaches to whoever's on the headset. Like I don't know what the thought process was. I don't know why. I don't know the motives. I and don't Yeah,
1: and we don't want to be conspiracy theories, but yeah, I there, don't know. there's there's conspiracies that um you know wanted Russ to be the guy, be
0: the enemy I've, I've heard that. But like yeah. how can I can't, again, I'm on the field, dude. I have no idea. And I'm not yeah. trying to yeah. KJ, you know I'm not gonna cop out on the podcast. So that, so I know, that I know. meeting,
2: that morning meeting, KJ. Do the two of you see that morning meeting as being the same? Because usually that morning meeting, that's usually an explanation of what happened. I would assume that the last play was brought up in that meeting by the coaches.
1: Yeah, we got an explanation. And, and what was and the to explanation? Me, to me, to me, it wasn't. It
0: was, it, well, there's no, I mean.
1: Yeah, there's, the explanation, there is no explanation. Yeah, that was the there
0: explanation. There is no explanation. It was like, we oh. fucked up. Okay.
1: There is no explanation. And, uh, but also,
0: the next day, a lot of guys didn't go. A lot of the guys... Oh, I was there. You were there, but a couple guys that were, were like, this, I ain't going. <laughs> and uh, I think we had another meeting on the last play, which didn't bode well when we came back for offseason, which I thought was... It was like doubling down on something that was really bad because in this next meeting, mm-hmm. KJ definitely going to remember this, we come back for the offseason. OTAs, okay. And... Uh, Not even OTAs yet. Like that phase one. So we're like mid-April.
1: Just working out. Yeah,
0: just working out. We're not even on the Mm -hmm. field. And a certain coach kind of made a comment to like place the blame on the defense as well. Remember that? No. They were like, well, I remember sitting there and (laughs) Earl Thomas was not happy about that one. Because they were like, well... You know, everyone wants to talk about the last play, but if I would have told you we had uh, a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter with our defense, wow, we I have won. And, and I don't remember that. Oh, I do, because your boy Earl was like, absolutely, he was hot. He was hot at that.
1: Only thing I remember with Earl was, I remember Earl saying, if I was healthy, we would have won
0: that game. That's what he said to the response. Oh. The response was, if I would have told you for the game... You would have a 10 point lead and we'd end up being down four in the fourth quarter with our defense. What would you say? And Earl was like, if I was unhealthy, there would have never that shit would have never ah,
1: happened. Ah, that's what he was saying. And
0: yes. And I, I thought that was a bold. I I mean, you look at Tom Brady. Y'all mm-hmm. were banged up, Cam had his knee, Jay Lane went down. But Cliff. it's like Cliff. Cliff. Yeah, it, was it was a disaster. It was a disaster. But like that being said, the greatest guy to ever play football, like Y'all keep them at bay for Mm -hmm. really three quarters, three and a half quarters of the game. And And he did his thing. And, but I mean, we, we, I don't really abide by like we had, we gave the game away. Yeah. All right. Damn, let's take a. This podcast is like a tour, man. We gotta get the vibes back. We gotta get the vibes
2: back. Okay, okay, the vibes. We gotta get, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I get you got the not vi- Yeah, match? yeah, let me done.
0: No, no, no. I'm done. <laughs> I see my got KJ. Yeah. I'm
2: like, bro, we no, gotta go. No, no, First of all, I'm, let okay, me, I really let started me apologize. I really, yeah. started I really started tearing. No, bro. you're good. I, you're I good. apologize, bro, because the vibe in here just went. And
0: you asked for the truth, man. I know. Bro, afterwards, you want to know, not funny, but I didn't like, I was always pretty motivated. I like working out. You know, my family was. Still in Canada. So when I was in Seattle, like I was just kind of always been by myself. Uh, like I don't have a family here. So I was like like drinking champagne and shit, like playing video games on my couch for like a week. Like wow. just eating like chips and shit, dude. I'm like, <laughs> like, like my boy's yeah. like, dude, you wanna go? I'm like, yeah. bro, I don't want to f- go anywhere. Like I'd wake up and just like do sh- to like take my mind mm-hmm. off what happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, bro. And you spent how many years were you in Seattle? Seven. It was in seven years in Seattle. Yes. And when we talked about, let's get back to Coach Carroll real quick. Yeah. We talk about Coach Carroll. Tell me, I love getting dude's perspective on Coach Carroll and what made him special. But what was his it factor in like bringing out the best in you, letting you wearing them short ass shorts on yeah, Thursday, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like letting uh, you know, just letting guys have their personalities. What was it about this dude? And really brought the best out of everybody.
0: That's a good question. Uh, I think first and foremost, he was he's the greatest motivator I've been around. Mm-hmm. Like we would leave these Saturday meetings. I don't know if you felt this, we'd have these, you know, even for home games, you stay in the hotel, you have the film at night, and then you do a little highlight thing. And it was almost like he was like, I would leave these meetings like with a heart rate of 170, like ready to just run through a fucking wall. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, this is nuts. <clears throat> Like, we're going to kill this team tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And he just made everybody believe. Like, there was never any doubt, especially when we were really ripping, where it was like, Mm -hmm. man, we're coming out tomorrow. We're better than this team. We're more prepared. We've practiced harder. We're Mm -hmm. more fresh. Like, across Mm -hmm. the board, there was nothing wrong with us. We're about to rip. And it was Mm -hmm. like, everybody felt that. So when I say motivator, I don't necessarily mean, like, good job. Like, it was like on a psychology-wise, he just had everybody moving in the same direction. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's like, I think was
1: was and this man would show highlights after a loss. Yeah. He was like, let's let's watch the highlights. We just lost. And yep. he's showing all of our greatness. Good stuff. He's showing our greatness. He's showing what we can do. If it's a Saturday night meeting and we are coming off a loss, he's still running highlights like this is who you guys are. This is what you guys can be. We're not going to let this loss uh dictate who we are and how special we are. Yeah. That's what made this dude good. That's and that Saturday good. night meetings
2: I like that Saturday night. 170, your heartbeat?
0: I mean, I'd be like No,
1: and, and the way that our setting is, it's tight. <clears throat> oh, my
0: God, we're just there. It's <laughs> tight.
1: Like, you got to step over, dudes, to get to your seat. It's tight. It's intimate. He's up there talking. Sometimes you have other guys up there talking, and he really has a, a plan. Like, what message each and every Saturday night, what message am I going to give to these guys I'm to get them thinking. going yeah. I'm pumped for this up. Sunday? I'm
2: pumped up thinking it's, about it's it. It's no right question
1: right? why year in and year <laughs> he got 10-plus wins. Back-to-back Super Bowls. How many national championships? There's no question why. Leadership is on point.
2: Is that what Russell is missing in Denver? Is Russell, did he go have the season he had because he's missing that?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm not in Denver. I think there's a variety of things. But I'm sure if you ask Russ, I mean, I don't know if he'd be that candid, but I think if you got Russ, like, off camera and asked him, uh, he would probably say, like, it was a big culture shock. I think – for me going to Detroit, it was a huge culture shock. Uh KJ, I don't know, your time, your one year yes. in Vegas. Yes. So I'm sure it was similar to him because again, like I I think for all of us who went somewhere else, because we won, because we were so successful, even the years that we had bad years, we were going ten and six or ten, five and one, and it was like if we're doing this over there, like and winning, everybody's got to be doing something, or at least trying to be like us. And then you go to somewhere else, and it's like this place sucks. This place is miserable. Shit. We can't win a goddamn game. Mm-hmm. And it's like it was a pretty tough situation. Couldn't,
2: couldn't. I mean, but, but couldn't Russell bring that recipe over to Denver? Couldn't, couldn't you guys take what you saw over with Seattle and bring that recipe and bring it over to another organization?
0: Not without Pete.
1: Nope. Because I tried where I was, I tried to do like players only means, I tried to bring guys along. Yeah. Once there's a mentality in buildings, one mm. it's hard for one yeah. dude, a, a 33 year old linebacker, and a, a seventh year tight end. Yeah, is, that's that's tough to do. And people called me crazy last year when I wanted my take. I said, Yeah, Russ is gonna bounce back. People called me crazy. I truly feel I truly feel like the man is going to bounce back.
2: You really? You think he's going to bounce back?
1: I, tr- I truly feel like the man is going to bounce back. You
2: think he's going to bounce back, Luke?
1: He doesn't just become sorry in one year. No one does that. I, let, me, let me say it no right one, now. No one becomes uh, sorry According overnight.
2: to what you guys have taught me over the years, and by the way, Luke, you've been yeah. A1 since day one. You've always yeah, been a solid dude. That. Matter of fact, I got a picture of you and I down at the Super Bowl down in, in Glendale. I'll show you that. I like um, that. You guys have taught me something, and because of everything that you've taught me, that's the reason why I don't think Russell is going to bounce back in Denver. Because I think that the culture. You guys told me a second ago how important the culture is. I don't think that Sean Payton in year one can establish that culture right away, or either that or Russell has to buy in right away. I don't think Russell has the personality to buy in right away, hence the reason why I don't think he bounces back and has the year that you, KJ, think he's going to have. And by the way, I think you're wrong, KJ.
1: That buying in thing is real. I'm not going to say nothing about you on that. Once you think a certain way, wired a certain way, got a certain amount of money, bank accounts, it's like this got me this far, and that buying anything is real. I ain't about, gonna, I'm not going to even mess with you on that one.
0: I think also, what about Sean Payton? That is a wild card to me because I've never played for Sean Payton. I may have heard some things about <laughs> Sean Payton. You know, We all hear some things. And out of all the coaches in the NFL, he seems like a bit of a big personality.
1: Opposite Pete, no-nonsense guy.
0: Yes, where it's like, Pete, he's a big personality, but in a completely different way. Pete's like a, let's, you know, individuality, like, let's celebrate that Let's, you know, be as one where, from what I've been told, Sean Payton don't operate like that. So I think that in itself will be a big ordeal, is can Russ and Sean get on the exact same page? And then the next thing is like, Sean Payton kind of has known for his offense and his schemes. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, Russ's whole career in Seattle, I shouldn't say whole career, but at least later on, he had a pretty good feel and like could really direct the way he wanted certain things to go. I think mm-hmm. there was a limit to that, as everybody in the media knows.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's like, what's going to happen if Sean Payton's like, I don't like this, sh- you're going to learn to do myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. this like there's probably going to have to be a little give and take between the, the both question, of them. The question is, what, what, does Sean
1: Payton bring the New Orleans Saints offense or do he cater the offense around Russ? That's the big question. He's got to cater around well, right. just, he got to. Here's, here's what's so interesting.
2: Yeah. KJ, you got on national TV and you're saying it right now that you think he's going to bounce back. Can you give us a reason why you feel so strongly about Russell bouncing back? I got receipts, G. I got 10 years of receipts. Under who? You guys told me it was under Pete. You guys told me that the magic is Pete. That's your receipt. I I didn't say say that that was all in all be all. He's a a part of the success. He's a part of the pie. If I told my lady I went to Costco and I come home with an AM, PM receipt, that receipt has nothing to do with Costco. That's an AM, PM receipt. Your receipts have Pete on them. None of your receipts have anything to do with Denver and none of them have to do with anything with Sean Payton.
1: Let's keep it real. You got the 100 yards. You got grass. You got a dang football. Let's, let's not take it that far like coaches just make players. Ken was Jr. was a big part of my success. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I had to do my part. I had to study. I had to take care of my body. I had to prepare like a pro. Mm-hmm. That's only. That's, coaches do their things, but we're not going to take any stuff away from the players, though.
2: Why was Geno Smith a uh, pro bowler this year?
0: Geno Smith good as fuck, bro. I'll say that. Geno Smith, he a baller. I've been saying since day one, I was on... I. I I got tweets don't, to hey, prove it. Don't look, first of all, don't I look at me like that. Prove it. Don't look at okay, me I got like. tweets to prove it. Before the season, I'm like some on some Nostradamus shit. And now I'm taking all the credit for it. The day Geno Smith showed up to Seattle, I was like, this cat is different. And his first couple weeks there, I'm like, what's the matter with him? There's got to be something to matter with Geno <laughs> because he's a backup. Why is
1: yeah. yeah
0: arm accurate as shit, strong as shit? I'm like, ah, he must be a... The jackass in the locker room. One of the best locker room guys i ever been around. Yeah. Oh, he must not be able to read a defense. Absolutely not. I mean, by far in my time in Seattle, he was our best backup quarterback. T-Jack, pretty good. T-jack, mm-hmm. uh, shout out T-Jack. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, so he could read a defense. Mm-hmm. He was doing, I mean, you're on scout team versus their defense. It's going to be a little tough. And he was making as hard as he could on y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like, so he, he is smart and he's athletic. He's sneakily athletic. Like. Sure. He can mm-hmm. run. He can move. Mm-hmm. He's not like immobile. Mm-hmm. He can run around. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what is the matter with this dude? And then all of a sudden, it was like day in, and day out. Like maybe he doesn't care about football. Wrong again. This yep. guy's working. He's watching film. He's mm-hmm. doing all this, mm-hmm. sh- waiting mm-hmm. on his moment. So all of a sudden, everyone thinks I'm I'm Nostradamus, which I'll take that. Because <laughs> the beginning of last season, I'm like, yo, he finna ball out. And everyone's like, shut the f- up. I'm like, watch it. Watch what happens. So you knew he was gonna ball out. One hundred percent. And the time Russ got hurt. When he went in the year before, everyone was like, Geno's fing up. Absolutely not. If mm-hmm. you watch the game, they handcuffed the living shit out of him. Okay? Mm-hmm. And basically didn't call no plays. Mm-hmm. We're like, yo, we're gonna play this super safe. They finally, this year, and I knew they would have seen the name of the starter, be like, yo, we gotta unlock the door and let this dude out the cage, man. Let mm-hmm. him rip. And that and now you see what happened. And mm-hmm. he's only gonna get better. Mm-hmm. And they got the dude from Ohio State,
1: right? In, in Jigba. And yeah, Jigba. And Jigba. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, put It's going to be stupid. Hey, hey, hold up. Put your money where your mouth is. Cause I, feel, I, feel, I feel some tension right here. Over, under. You're talking me? Whoa, $500. Oh, over,
2: over, under what? Eight wins. Eight wins for Seattle? For no, I'm talking I about mean for, for Russ. For, for Russ? Oh. Hey, let's make it better. Let's make it better. Talk to me. 500 that he does not finish the season as a starting quarterback. Gee. 500
1: Make, it a, thousand. <laughs> make it a thousand.
2: A thousand. A thousand. Thousand. Give me my my money. One of y'all. Give me my money. One of y'all just
0: got a thousand dollars. But
2: you know what though? It's interesting that you and I going back and forth right this, and meanwhile Luke's sitting here like, no, G, don't ask me, don't ask me. But I won't ask. (laughs) I won't ask.
1: Give me my money. I'm
2: gonna actually let Luke finish his podcast
1: and not even ask. Healthy, like healthy. I know. I got. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. I know. We good. We good. One thousand.
0: Easy, bro. I'll be the arbitrator. I was here for it
2: all. So, so you knew you called Geno Smith. You knew Geno Smith would be good. He was a gamer. So, I want to make sure I get this straight. Was Geno Smith a baller because of Pete Carroll? Or is Geno Smith a baller? And is Russell Wilson not doing well in Denver because of him, the quarterback? Or is it because he misses Pete Carroll?
0: I I don't think you can say, like, it's just one or it's just the other. I think it's a combination of all things. Okay, Um, explain
2: those combinations.
0: You know... I think that our offense lost its identity um, Thanks by a just, lot. Yeah. By like we were way off the mark. Our my last couple of years, Russ's last couple of years in Seattle, and it got to this weird thing where like we didn't really know what the hell we wanted to be, and then we ended up kind of like a different offense every week, <laughs> which is not good if you want to consistently win. Yeah. Um. So, And we can kind of get into that in a sec where it's like I think Russ leaving kind of alleviated a lot of pressure on a lot of different people, not just the front office, not just Pete, but all the offensive coaches. And they can kind of be like, hey, Gino's not a pro bowler yet. He's extremely talented. He's very Mm -hmm. good. But, like, we can run what we want to run. And I think you saw that last year where there was a lot of, like, back and forth Prior to Gino. So do I say, is that Pete? Is that Russ? Is that whomever? Again, like, I don't think you can just point and be like, Pete want didn't want to Bru- throw the ball. Or Russ wanted to throw it Bru- more.
1: You know when we lost our identity? When we really started losing our identity? When your boy Jimmy Graham came on the scene. Uh,
0: listen. Uh, hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. Jimmy will be the first one to tell you this. Jimmy will be the first one. It ain't Jimmy one. fault. It's not Jimmy fault. See, you want a real take? If Jimmy Graham <laughs> doesn't, doesn't get traded to the Seattle Seahawks... Yes. He is... If he And stays healthy. Hall of Famer. Oh, not beyond... I'm going to go one step further. And no. He's my boy. He is in the conversation for the best tight end of all time. So what happened? Yes. When he,
2: what happened when he got traded? 100%. Seattle? If Luke? Jimmy
0: Graham does not get traded to Seattle, he is in the conversation... Like, right now, we're talking about Travis Kelsey being, when he's done, one of the best Titans of all time. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham is right in that conversation if he does not get traded to Seattle.
1: Jimmy was the type of dude. Jimmy wanted to be paid, like, a, a receiver. receiver. Yes. And he should have been. This dude was, when you looked at number um, 80, or is he, 80. With the Saints? 88. 88. 88, whatever. When you looked at Jimmy Graham, it was like, if we're going to do anything good on offense, we got to stop this dude. I
0: mean, he's, he's he, a dick sports mannequin,
1: bro. Six foot eight, body like a Greek god, not an ounce of body fat on him, just throw it his way. Jumping through the
2: roof. Jump ball, moss. Got him. Across I'm, the middle, caught. Easy. I am so confused. Easy. You guys, like, look, you guys. You guys have forgot more football than I'll ever know in my life. So you have a hot take of of Jimmy Graham if he doesn't get traded here, he's one of the greatest tight ends ever. You are t- sitting here, KJ, saying how great he was and, and and what you had to do to stop him. I don't understand why we didn't see that Jimmy Graham here in Seattle. We're getting into
0: the we're into the, the good now, man. I knew we'd go here. I knew we, I didn't know this would be the one, but I knew we'd get into the good now. Uh, you're well, an offensive you, guy. You mean take it or you take it? You take it, I'll play off you. How about that? It's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I meant that. I'm not G, even joking.
1: G, G yeah. I, I agree with you.
2: What'd you do? What'd I do? I'm just joking. No, no. To yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I said you're not going to yeah. like what I'm about to say. Okay. Um, anyway. First of all, when we saw Jimmy on defense versus Saints, we didn't like the guy. Couldn't stand it. We wanted to knock his face mask off every time we saw him. We didn't like like we didn't have a bounty, but it was clearly understood this dude right here does not have a good game. And so what happened was, even just bringing him in the locker room, it's not like we didn't welcome him into the locker room, but it was kind of like a sense of why, like you, you here and Max is gone.
0: That was the tough part. It was like that was the tough part.
1: Like decisions get made, like and we play the Saints in the playoffs. And Yes,
0: it's well known this. how we feel. Stop Jimmy Graham, we go on in the playoffs. Eventually, in the Super Bowl. Don't stop Jimmy Graham, we don't win the Super Bowl. That was a, that for, to that game for that game.
2: And and you come on our team, and we got a third identity. That was a t- by the way, that Saints game. Uh, that was 2013 year, the year that yeah. you guys were 13 and three, the year that it was one of the greatest teams uh, ever. Um, some memory serves me right on offense, man. You guys were
0: struggling. That was that a game. weird game. That was yeah. a yeah. Weird, that was game. weird game. You guys we had to really fight. fight it was a weird game. We game. got a couple t- scores late, super late, mm-hmm. that made it seem like we won more mm-hmm. comfortably than we yeah. did. I was mm-hmm. looking at the yeah. stats on that, yes. man. You see, it was the stats, very, like, very close. We were like, down do mm-hmm. it. It was like, <laughs> this is still a one score game. We called power. Marshawn broke one, and he had told Cable yep. 4, he's like, yo, if you <laughs> call power, we never ran power. He's like, I'm going to break it. And they put it in the playoffs. And yeah. that kind of got us a little breathing room.
1: Yeah, and it didn't. And you asked why Jimmy didn't work. I would say from a just a dynamic standpoint, it's like, what do we, what do we really?
2: So doing? he didn't. Cool. So he didn't. Wait, he didn't work in Seattle because y'all didn't like him. No, I didn't, didn't say my, that. My, I no, did no, no not he say one that. of my best friends. Just I stay. did not say that. I love, I love Jimmy. I'm gonna see him four days. I love okay. Jimmy. Okay. I'm going to I Milliliter. love
0: Jimmy,
1: but from a football standpoint, from a dynamic standpoint, it didn't make sense.
0: So, but yeah. I, but talk offensively, offensively. offensively. This is what got strange. Was it was like okay, and this is where my head went. Where I'm like, what a strange, strange ordeal. Max Unger was our captain on offense. Okay, like I don't care who's going up to the coin toss. I don't care any of that stuff. It was like it, the 2013 year. I would say on defense, there are a ton of leaders, but Red Bryant. Mm-hmm. If you had to say like you, I would to pick one guy, it probably would probably have been Red Bryant mm-hmm. on offense. Max Unger. No questions. <laughs> so it's like... Was
2: Max Unger a captain? Did he have the C?
0: I don't even know. But did he they, did you
2: vote for Max Unger? Yeah. You guys did the voting? Yes. So, yeah,
0: okay. Go ahead. So you got this guy who is calling out all IDs, blitzes, Pro Bowl style, beloved in the locker room, just ultimate pros pro, all those things. And we're a run first team. Like we are a run the ball, play action team. And it's like we just go 13-3. then we go twelve and four, where I think we won like seven of the last eight, mm-hmm. go all the way down to the half yard line as we've already discussed, give the Super Bowl away. It's like yo man, like whatever we got here is working. And if you remember that year we went twelve and four, mm-hmm. I think we started like two and two at a bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Mm-hmm. Like Still we don't think
2: about that Carolina game y'all yeah. lost at home.
0: Yes, yes. We were oh, rumbling. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And we lost to Dallas, I think, that year, and we blocked a punt and offense, we couldn't move the ball. We mm-hmm. blocked a punt for T D, Doug Baldwin. Shout mm-hmm. out to our guy Doug. <laughs> DB. Yeah. But it's like mm-hmm. we're gonna go and trade our team captain, an offensive lineman, on a run first team, for a granted, the best, but a receiving tight end. I played tight end. We don't even <laughs> fucking throw the ball at tight ends. We never have. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're not even. Like, that offense was like, bro. All you look at Zach Miller catches. Look at my catches. We ain't doing no. B- like, yo, we're gonna. When Greg Olson was in Carolina and he was playing, they'd isolate Greg Olson three by one and let him run all sorts of different option routes. Jimmy's ripping seams, ripping God knows what. Going guys getting 150 every fucking game. We, and Zach Miller really flats. <laughs> Bro, we might catch one scene. Yeah. We ain't even, that ain't even a thing. It's not even a part of our offense. So I'm like, well, what the f-
1: what are we what are we doing?
0: What are we doing? And then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> we get here and it's like, hey, Jimmy, you're gonna put your hand in the in the dirt and block for Marshawn. I'm like, this are f- making $10 million. He's the best pass catching tight end. Oh, at the time, it looked like he was going to be in the history of the NFL. Put my ass in the hand of the dirt. Like, <laughs> what are we doing?
1: I know. I know. And
0: then it got even stranger because, like, why can't we get Jimmy the ball? And this is this is a personal gripe. Now I'm going to get Now y'all got me rumbling, okay? Where I'm like, okay, I get that, like, Jimmy is a pass-catching tight end. But you can't, like, this is the NFL. You can't sit here and be like, hey, with Bev and his offense, and it was very... And you talk to any D coordinator about this. A lot of them be like, Bev was so good, the best at mirroring formations to try and make it harder on defenses that way. Where it'd be like, he'd come in and be like, yo, we're going to line up like this. We're going to run wide zone, wide zone, wide zone. And then, boom, we're going to run this pass out of the exact same formation on the same down and distance or the same, you know, base down or third down or whatever. It was like he tried hard to, like, really disguise mm-hmm. it. If we come out here on first down... In a certain formation and run the ball. And then we come down second down and run the ball. And, and then say we get a first down. And then all of a sudden, we go in the exact same formation. hmm Except it's a play action. And my ass is now taken out of the game. And Jimmy Graham's in there. You don't think the defense is going to be like, that's weird. We got a new guy in here. We got the world's best tight end with his hand ground. I bet it's a play action.
1: Bro, what we do is there's tendencies. Yes. When... They're not gonna run the ball to his side, first of all. And if they do, it's gonna be a, a one-yard game. If he's on the bench, once he's come in, alert pass. Alert it's pass. Like 70, 80% pass. One of the most athletic
0: dudes in the NFL Defense is line, right
1: there. Jet stance, go get the quarterback.
0: And then it's, crystal it's like, clear. And then what makes Jimmy is everyone's like, well, how come Jimmy ain't getting open? I'm like, bro, they're handcuffing this man. They want to block. Okay, now they don't want to block, so they're going to have me block. But then as soon as you do anything that's created with the tight end, I'm out, Jimmy's in. So the whole – everybody in the stadium is going to be like – that knows football is going to be like, that's weird. Like it's a base down and Jimmy's attached with his hand on the ground?
1: Bro, offense has got identities. You can't have the greatest running back in the NFL and the greatest tight end that ain't blocking. Like, Marshawn got to get his. When this guy come in, it it doesn't work.
0: And and to Jimmy's credit – he never done this, shit, but like, dude, he was trying his ass off. Like, he, he I will pull film off of him, like hand in the ground, going toe to toe with three hundred I mean, pound D linemen.
1: You ever seen like animals being born for the first time, like when they come out the <laughs> womb, like a giraffe <laughs> yeah, being yeah. born? They get out and looking. That's how Jimmy looked blocking. Like this mother has no business blocking. Go do something else. Go run a route. That's it, how he looked blocking. It was a disaster.
0: It got, it got it strange. It got strange, man. Because again, like. I, and again, I'm not privy to these conversations. No one really is, but it's like, okay, do we want to be this? Like when you think of Drew Brees and the Saints, and you would have played against them. Mm-hmm. But I never thought of their run game. I never was like, yo, we're going to play the Saints, and we got to load up the box because I don't know—is it Mark? It's Mark Ingram,
1: Ivory Sproles.
0: Sproles was a good third-down guy, yeah, but it's—you yeah. it ain't Marshawn Lynch. It ain't like don't get me wrong. And you can push back on me on this. When you were coming to play Seattle in between 2013 and 2015, the first things first is, my God, how are we going to move the ball against this defense? No question. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, how the f*** are we going to stop Marshawn Lynch? <laughs> because it might not be like, yo, he's not breaking 60-yard runs, but he's going to smack you. And this O-line is going to be nasty. The run game is going to be aggressive. They're going to commit to it. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. going to try and muddy this game up. The defense is going to get turnovers because they're the best. So we're going to turn the ball over. And then somehow in the fourth quarter, Marshawn's going to wear everybody's ass down. He's going to break a few. And now all of a sudden we're up 10 and we're laughing. That was kind of our thing. That was it. But it's like (laughs) you you think of the Saints and it was like we got to stop. Yeah. Jimmy and Drew Brees. So it's like, what what are we So when what are we when, doing?
2: When Sean Payton goes to Denver, will he, maybe he might change it up and maybe he might start going run first over in Denver. You think that might happen?
0: It might, but I don't know if they have they, I think they're o-line struggles. Mm. We'll like see. <laughs> we had we had a lot of negative media on some of those o-line years, which I thought was there were some years that we deserved it. Mm-hmm. Later on. Mm-hmm. But early on, we had some dogs up front, man.
2: Breno Giacomini?
0: Oh, my God. Breno
2: <laughs> Bruno was my Bruno favorite. Breno Giacomini? Thank you.
1: Breno was my favorite. Dogs.
2: So then, it's and, like, and
1: then Sweezy.
0: Sweezy. Maulers. Like, yeah. one of my favorite yeah. Sweezy things I've ever – I tell people this all the time. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Preseason <laughs> game at CenturyLink, Lumen Field he goes, This motherfucker, Sweezy. I'll never get this shit. I think it was the first play of the game. Okay. We're playing the San Diego Chargers, now the LA Chargers. And mm-hmm. Weddle is playing strong safety. This is a 10 year vet. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the time, I think he ended up playing like four more years, whatever. We call a wide receiver screen. Sweezy is shot out of a cannon, climbs up to <laughs> Weddle, who's in the secondary. It got blown up. But, like, Sweezy doesn't know that. And torpedoes into Weddle yes. trying to cut him. Yes. <laughs> like, bro. And, and bro. I was like, what the fuck is this?
1: And when Sweezy <laughs> goes to cut you, it's like. He's head first. Feet off the ground. Full dive. Whoa.
0: That's JR. And that. so it's like we had Maulers there. And then you have Marshawn around the show.
1: Oh, man, that was fun. That was it was so fun.
0: like, that was something that was, again, not. Prolific like the defense, but I guarantee you there were a lot of other defenses we played that were like, yo, we better buckle up this yeah. week.
1: Yeah. All right, bro. Walk walk me to this. Yeah. How in the how did you pull off the short shorts Techno Thursdays? Where did that come from? How'd you get the green light from Coach Carroll? Short shorts, Techno Thursday. Yeah. Where did that come from? Whose brilliant idea was that?
0: Okay, so um there's a lot of layers this. There's a lot of layers. Let's go.
1: This, Walk us through it, please. So
0: the short shorts was, it started, I got to give credit to my guy, Jordan Roos. Creature man. Creature man. Creature okay. man. He yeah. would just be strolling out here with like six inch Lou Lemon shorts on like in meetings. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, this shit is outrageous. <laughs> like my guy weighs 320. Okay. And it's just in like a men's medium <laughs> tank top <laughs> and six inch <laughs> seam shorts like with a big ass beard. Yeah. So, like, yeah. we kind of became I, – I started picking on him a little bit when he was a rookie. <laughs> and, you know, when you go to, like, pick on someone and they can really handle it, you almost yeah. kind of have that camaraderie? Yeah. Whereas, like, he handled it like a champ. And then all of a sudden it was, like, me, Jimmy, and him. Like, we asked EK, circling back, yeah. like, EK, when Jordan makes his team, you want his <laughs> locker next to ours. Like, he was he was in it, yeah. you know? So, we went and, and – I felt like there were a lot of times where there were playlists that got a little redundant. Yeah, oh, it did. Is that fair? It did. And I was sitting- Brendan Carroll. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, I'm sitting in a massage one time and I got like a random techno playlist plan and Mm -hmm. I'm just like vibing it. And this is is the confession, is I'm not even like a huge techno guy. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) "Oh, hold on. I'd be like an EDM, you know, but you're generic. So I would have all these fans, but like, do you listen to so-and-so? I'm like, I don't I know. know like, I know like 15 total EDM songs.
2: The first press conference when you and Jordan Roos yes. are talking about it, someone asked you about that yeah. and you did not know.
0: Yeah, no clue. I'm like, bro, I have no idea. Like people are like, do you ever listen to like what kind of techno? I didn't realize like... <laughs> so someone had to tell me like the techno that I'm listening to is actually called EDM. Then there's like trance and there's house. I'm like... Bro, why is there 13 different brands of techno music? <laughs> that's not yeah. really my vibe. Yeah. But I don't know if KJ's been there. I don't know if you've been there, G. But I got a feeling oh. both of you have. When that EDM hits at Encore Beach Club in Vegas, that should be slapping. When it builds up. When it builds up. That <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, should be hit. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I was like, you know what? In, in my kind of role there, <laughs> I felt like, and I grew in this a little bit, was to add a little bit of levity, levity, a little bit of life to, like, situation. You know, I was, I thought it was fun where I'm like, you know what? I think we'll, you know, get the vibes right today. And I I went to you. I don't know if you remember this. This is hilarious. I go to the, the – at this point, KJ ran the show. People don't know. It's KJ like the mayor of – he said, who runs, the, who runs the VMAC? Yeah. P-E-K. KJ, number three. Okay. Maybe Mo Kelly three, then KJ. Okay. Okay. So we go in there, and I'm like, <laughs> all right. I'm like, I got something that'll like hit and I'm gonna go nuts. I'm gonna start fist pumping, be jumping all around. I'm like, I'm gonna throw some of this, again, I call it techno, EDM music from like Vegas and like straight bops. And I'm like, but I gotta get it approved. So I go to KJ, I'm like, yo, man, I'm like, listen, dude, like, I'm like, I'm sick of this shit, dude. I'm like, this is about diversity, this is about inclusion. I'm like, this shit. Like, Everybody wanna fucking talk about all i'm like we play the same goddamn songs
1: i remember i do remember, remember this chat i'm like this. I do remember. and
0: kj goes i'll give you three songs during special teams <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said i said oh okay all i need but i said kj if these songs hit i get four next week and he's like deal yeah so yeah. i go chatted up matt Capurro mm-hmm. was running the tunes mm-hmm. kj don't know this <laughs> but i went back and i'm like damn so i was all hype but i'm like yo luke the reality is he says three but if the first one don't hit it's gonna be one <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm what saying? Right? Oh. And right. i ain't gonna get to two if one doesn't hit right so i was like in the locker room going back with Bruce and jimmy being like yo bro if you're in vegas and this comes on like which one's a bigger like bro this song, this song is sick like kind of brings you back to those moments those party moments so I was sweating because I'm like, dude, if number one don't hit, and a lot of those EDM songs, they build up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if it's a 45, one minute build up, I might get booted already. <laughs> so I need someone that comes in, little build up, boom, it hit, it. It hit it. And I put the three together. Again, a lot of went to that. Yeah. I looked around, I was kind of bopping around, and like a bunch of people were like, bro, I've heard this in Vegas. And I'm like, yes. I looked at KJ, and KJ <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah, this. It's kinda hard. G, like, I'll
1: listen to this. Gee, this dude will go around recruiting dudes. Hey, bro, you wearing your short shorts today? Yeah. Dude, I'm not wearing that. Some dudes bought in, some dudes didn't. A lot of dudes
0: bought in.
2: Yeah, a they did. did. A lot yeah, of dudes did in. bought in. A, dude, and a lot was, of dudes and did And everybody buy was in. going, weren't they going to the equipment staff yeah. to have them yeah. get him, him up. up? Him, him, him up. up. Yeah, yep. I'm yep.
0: in. <laughs> and um It kind of got swaggy.
1: No, bro. That to this day. You talking about generations? <laughs> yes. To this day. They still be playing techno. Techno shorts.
0: Not everybody in the show. Look at DK.
1: Shorts. Yeah. Short shorts. Quandre, short shorts.
0: How does that make you feel that you left a legacy? I mean, I don't know if that was a legacy I was going for, but, <laughs> but no, I'll take bro. it, but I'll take it. It was no. fun though. Like, I, I felt like it kind of added a little like. I don't know. It was a little change up in the in the day. Like you Where we looked forward to it. Yes. You look you when special teams hit, yeah. It was like it
1: like this is our thing. This yes. was gonna get us together. Long days of the season. Yep. we know we got Techno Thursday to leave. Cold on. as
0: shit November, December one, out here. One We're thing, wearing short shorts, mm-hmm. talking
2: one, shit. Mm-hmm. One thing I think that anybody watching right now, when the name Luke Wilson comes up, everybody smiles, bro. Mm. Like I literally can't bring your name up. And not, people not smile.
0: That makes me happy, So,
2: man. <laughs> So I knew, let's fast forward, we'll, let's, well rewind yeah. to the pandemic, right? COVID yeah. times. And I remember knew about you working out with KJ. You guys are working out. Yes. Trying to see who's going to get the call first. Yep. All those things. And then- when I'm, I'm, glad I, you brought, what, I'm glad you brought this up. This will be interesting. Yeah, yeah. When I found out, and when everybody found out, that you were coming back to Seattle. yep, Bro, the whole town was excited. Like, bro, you used to help me out with back in the day when I used to do the players lounge, you've always been solid. So then you hear, I'm like, yeah. I was even thinking, I can't wait to get up to the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. I can't wait to see Luke.
0: And then- I retired. This is going to be- You retired the- I wanted one day. You wanted one day of practice. And I will tell you God's honest truth. And I've told people, listen, I've never said this because people were like, you do it on purpose. I was like, no, I was fully intended on playing. What happened? And it it was, it's going to take me a minute to get through this. But KJ, you're going to, I think KJ will find this very interesting. (laughs) So I had been working out with KJ and I had committed like, yo, I was like, hey, backs up against the wall. The year before... I actually thought I was in Seattle. I had a good year, but I tore I strained my hamstring and then restrained it in rehab. Came back for the playoffs and put some like two very solid games on where I'm like, all right, like I can still do this, but clearly free agency is gonna be a bloodbath for me. So then it was like, all right, I did this probably the best off season I've had, where I'm like, wherever I go, I gotta show up, I gotta ball out, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. I'm kind of mixing up years. This was mm-hmm. this was going into the year before and it got a little whatever. Mm-hmm. Signed back in Seattle, and it was a weird ordeal for me. This is 2020 season, so I'm gonna kind of bring it back. This really fucked me up mentally. Where I don't want this to come off the wrong way, so we gotta make sure producers like they're nice in this. I came into camp in 2020 and had what I thought was the best camp I had. I was on the outside looking in. We had signed Greg Olson. Jake Hollister had been tendered. We still had Disley and we had drafted Colby Parkinson. So I'm like, bro, I'm the odd man out. Like going into camp. I'm like, this ain't good. Crazy off season, everything I could, best shape of your life type thing. Going to camp and in my tiny coach was like, bro, like you look great. I'm getting crazy reps. Greg Olson's kind of an old dog at this point. He's not playing a ton in camp. So I'm getting in there a lot and I'm just Doing my thing. Boom. Make the team. Pete come up to me like, dude, you look great. You're going to be a big part of this thing this year. I'm like, Colby also hurt his ankle mm-hmm. or his foot, mm-hmm. something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we get to like week seven and or eight, and Colby was back. Mm-hmm. And I love Colby. He's a great dude. I think he's a great player. And I understand the NFL is a business. But we were struggling that year a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm barely playing. And I'm kind of like the jack of all trades at tight end. And we weren't really producing at the position as a whole. So I'm like, I go see my tight end coach and he kind of knows I had a great relationship with him. And he knows exactly what I'm saying. He goes, hey, man, he goes, this is on me. This is I want to be clear. This is the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. He goes, this is on me. This is a Monday. He goes, I got to do a better job of getting you involved. He's like, you had a great camp. you were doing everything we need you to do. He's like, we had some. Greg came in. We were trying to fit him in. It was a tough situation. We trying to find how, like, Greg and Jake Hollister play together. Mm-hmm. Disley's kind of got his thing. He's like, you deserve to be in there just as much as those three. He's like, on Wednesday, come ready to rumble. You're going to be rolling this week. Like, I'm getting plays in. I get in there on Wednesday, and I get two reps in practice. Backside of wide zone. Mm. And I'm like, what the f***? Like, I'm confused, and I... I go to my coach, I'm like, which he would never like lie to me. It's not like that. And I'm like, yo, Pat, like, what's up? And he's like, hey, dude, I've been meeting and talked to you all day. He's like, Colby's coming off IR. He's like, so you're going to get cut this week. And I'm like, damn. Like, and I, I didn't handle it well. But what was tough for me was like, you hear, and we talked about this whole podcast, where like you hear these messaging, like the culture, this, you know, the brotherhood. And I get it's a business, but where my head went, and I understand Colby was drafted. And again, I want to be very clear, like, I love Colby. And I think he's on his way to being a mm-hmm. great NFL player. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, this guy's a rookie who didn't do training camp via an injury, has mm-hmm. never played in a preseason game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and has practiced for a week and a half on whatever, like, the IR thing is. Mm-hmm. In the season. And I'm like, and you're going to cut an eight-year guy who just had one of the best camps of his life because it's a business. And then at the same time, you're going to look me in the face and say, hey, we're trying to win ball games."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tell me how that makes sense. So then I started thinking, like, that year ended up being a bit strange. Fast forward to where you're at. So I want you to kind of keep that in perspective. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that really, like, messed me up mentally because I'm like, dude, like, I felt pretty cheated from that situation. And I also felt like, I'm like, dude, like, are we really trying to win? Or is this just... A business at the end of the day and winning is maybe a thing Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like the 2013 year where it was like we're winning this shit Mm -hmm. so i have a bit of a hell scare which played into it going into 2021 really a freak ordeal had some heart issues was in the er and then in the hospital for like four days you know i don't know like the end of the day i don't want to get into that but it did put a different perspective in my head where i'm like yo you can just die at any minute apparently you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. So, again, not to get too somber, but that was playing on my mind. This is the part you'll find interesting. I signed with Seattle. We were training together in the yep. high school field, yep. like the good old days. Just like, <laughs> bro, we got to get it Looking again. for a job, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'm ready to rumble. I get the call from Seattle, and they're like, hey, here's the deal. You got to come in today, sign the papers, do the whole, like, physical, come to practice. You got to like, there's like an acclimation period where it's like you're one day in a helmet. Everyone else can be in full pads and blah, blah, blah. You're going to do this preseason game. This fourth preseason game. We're going to cut you. You're going to, we're going to sign you on the COVID practice squad, which that thing was the bane of my existence. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're probably going to slide you up and down for the first part of the year. Let things play out. But like expect to be active week one and you're going to be making money. I'm like kind of a roll, right? But I'm like, you know what? Greg Olson ain't there no more. They signed Gerald Everett. I don't know what situation is there. Halster, I don't think, was there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we'll see. You got Disley. You got Parkinson. Like, the Greg Olson situation was mm-hmm. kind of the thorn in my side the year before mm-hmm. because they paid him so much. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, okay, they got Everett, but, like, the other everybody else ain't getting paid. So I'm like, it might take me a couple of weeks, but I, I got faith. Like, I'm going to get back in this thing and be playing a ton. I stroll into that practice. This is part I never told anyone. That was the worst practice I've ever seen anywhere I've been. We were dropping balls, mm-hmm. laughing about it. Ball starts left and right, mm-hmm. laughing about it. I have no, I mean, I didn't know the offense, but I'm like, we're not really running the ball. Everybody's smiling. We had a ton of vets not practicing for like, injury or contract Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like one guy it was like five of our best players were like i'm holding out or like Mm -hmm. i don't want to get hurt so i'm not going to practice and i'm like dude i went home that night and i'm like this team sucks this team (laughs) sucks this team is terrible and the culture (laughs) is awful if we would have had a practice like that in 2013, 2014, or 2015, and I'll even throw in 2016 in that, we would have had a, in the studio, what was that little room called? Production room. Production room, players-only meeting, where everybody was like, enough of this. Like, what the hell do we just do? We were laughing about it, not me. I'm like, and I remember going home being like, dude, this team ain't going to win many games this year. This is, nobody, it's not competitive. Everybody's trying to sit out. Like, I don't, you know I, you know how many times I remember KJ sitting out? Zero. I mean, if, maybe if you are hurt, but I don't remember you just being like, yeah, I'm not going today. Mm-hmm. You. Mm-hmm. It was like, the whole atmosphere was like, and again, it kind of went back to the year four, where I'm like, are we trying to win? And it was so clear. I'm like, we are not trying to win. I'm not sure if it's an MVP thing. I'm not sure if it's a, you know, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings thing. I don't know what the hell's going on. But I'm like, to be a role player, I almost died a month before some weird heart. Mm-hmm. Shit. I'm like, on a team that don't care about winning, it's just all selfish agendas. It's going to laugh when they up and practice. Absolutely not. Not doing it. Again, if 2013 year, I would have done it without running thinking mm-hmm. because that's what that culture was. But I'm like, that, dude. Like, I'm not going to waste my time, my energy, anything I have to bring to this team when it's not going to be reciprocated at all from, like, the top down. The Seahawks went 4-12 that year. That was the year when I believe they went 4-12, right?
1: It was bad. It was a bad year.
0: And it was like, I don't want to say I was right. So I called at 6-30, and I'm like, you know what, man? Who'd you call? John Snyder. Called, I called uh, my parents, called E.K., and then called John Snyder and was like, it was weird. Like I was tearing up because it feels weird, man. I'm like, dude. But yeah. like, it was the first time where I'm like, dude, I do not want to go in. I have no, like every other year I'd been like, yo, like I love this shit. It's so much fun going in here. Can't wait to see like, what craziness happens today. Where I'm like, it just lost. It was almost heartbreaking this- to see the culture mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I was a small part of. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say the Legion of Boom. The defense, Marshawn, Russ, Doug, like those guys, like obviously when I say the defense, you, Bobby, Sherm, Earl, Cam, like all these guys you guys created. And like I was, a, to me, I was a small part, but I was a part of that. And then to go in there and see it just kick to the wayside, like, oh, I'm like, F- that. And I looked around and you're not there. Doug ain't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm, I'm trying yeah, to make yeah Cam ain't yeah, there Jermaine Cliff strength. ain't there Mike Bennett ain't there like it, it,
1: it didn't feel right.
0: Nobody was there anymore. I'm like, dude, I don't even know these <laughs> guys. So I have called Snyder and was like, hey man, I don't want to play ball no more. Like, no, again, it was I was kind of looking for a situation where I was like going to love the game, and that wasn't it.
1: How was that received?
0: I was drinking a beer with John Snyder at three thirty. At Dino's. Awesome. <laughs> oh, y'all
1: were good. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Y'all were good. He had, and, and, and John and I had spoken yeah. when I had the hard thing. Yeah. And uh they were worried. Like, I consider John Snyder, Pete, all those guys, like, we don't stay in touch. But I, I think that if I called them and had an issue, they would answer. Like, I consider yeah. them friends in a yeah. way. And uh John was like, dude, after like what you went through in the hospital, he's like, I couldn't even believe you wanted to play anyways. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it did, like, seeing seeing the DeMar Hamlin thing, that yeah, tripped me out a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it, so, I mean, I don't know. I did have another ER run about a month later for no rhyme or reason. Same ordeal at the heart. Mm-hmm. It's been two and a half years now since yeah. then. But, so, but the main reason was, yeah, the heart played into it, getting cut the year before played into it. But the main reason was, like, that practice – was so bad and it's like KJ I mean you tell me but it's like if you're going in I know you played longer than me but it's like if you're going in to be like a role guy in a veteran role for full Mm -hmm. NFL season and the team is just dog Mm -hmm. are you gonna be like yeah I can't wait to sign up that was it do you do you think
2: you talking about that practice yeah do you think that that is, was the catalyst to maybe Pete Carroll and John Snyder probably saying, you know what? We got to
0: get back to our roots. I think the whole year was for sure. Mm. Pete Carroll is a phenomenal coach. And he, as we've said before, he's an incredible motivator and an incredible like leader of men. He should You can give him any NFL team and he should 100% of the time win nine games. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if he has stars or not. He's gonna get these guys playing at such a high level that he's going to win nine games. For any Pete Carroll-led team to win four games, it is there is a lot of issues going on. A lot. Is that, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it four and twelve?
1: It was bad. It was really bad.
0: I think it was four. I hope maybe I'm maybe I'm misquoting. I thought it was. I thought it was four and twelve. This would have been the 2021 Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, I got this right.
2: That was 2021.
0: 2021. No, it was um, six, was six,
2: it
1: was it was six and ten, six and, six and ten,
0: seven and ten. Oh, they played seven, no, 17 games. Shit, nope. i better not say four and twelve, whatever, seven and ten. You get the point,
1: yeah. Bro, I didn't know that. Let me tell you how I was feeling. Yeah. Because I was with you. Yeah. like You're like, KJ, that thing about signing me. I'm like, go get it, bro. Yeah. And then you went and you retired. I'm like. What the fuck?
0: Luke, what the hell are you doing? Yeah.
1: I did not know that, bro.
0: No one does. Everyone thought I did it like it's a joke.
1: What was the fans saying about you?
0: I thought it was legendary. They're like, "This the game. And of course, so my dumbass did like, I put like a Luke Skywalker gif the day before. What I like signed And then I'm like, "Well, sh- I'm not even a diehard Star Wars dude." But in that scene, he ends up like basically being like f- off and turns around. Yeah. So the next day, I just put the other side of the gif and everyone's like, "Dude, this is the greatest yeah. troll of all time." I just fell into that one. They, I no they thought idea. it was.
1: They thought it was all planned.
0: Yeah, a lot of people did. Oh man! A lot of people were like, "Oh, he came back to retire as a Seahawk." Where I was like, "Dude, at this point in my life, I was not going to put like my body, mind, and soul for a team." Let's correct it. That eventually went seven and ten, but had the attitude of a four and twelve team. Yeah.
2: Luke, ever since I met you, man, you always like this. This look we get right here, yeah, it always feels like you're like always in a great mood, always laughing, always joking. And one of the things I've learned. Some of the best comedians ever, right? Yeah. Some of the best comedians ever—they're funny, but stuff. They be they be going through stuff. Yeah. What's the what's the Luke Wilson secret? What's the what's the Luke Wilson secret? Like you you always on, but what's what's what goes on with Luke?
0: Like football wise, no, or like no. Life-wise? Forget football, life.
2: I want to know who the, the Luke is because you're always funny, you're yeah. always on, but there's a part of me that feels like your spirit and your energy, there's another Luke that we don't all get to see on camera.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think uh, for me, the Luke that I don't show is that I'm a very like critical thinker, especially when it comes to like my behavior. Um, And that doesn't mean that I don't want I want to be very honest here. I've made a lot of bad behavior mistakes (laughs) in my day. But um, when it comes to like sports, (sighs) specifically, uh, you know, I try and really take like an honest look at like how I'm doing, what I'm doing, what I can get better at, you know, and just being like very, very blunt with myself, almost like a non-personal way. And since retiring, I think part of what's kind of helped me also hindered me in some places when it comes to communicating with others, but helped me personally is been like, I'm still like that. Like I'm doing some media stuff up in Canada. And I'll be watching, not even really giving a shit about not watching like, yo, how did this come off? But I'll be like, how can I get better? You know, how can I deliver this? Okay, I'll be watching guys. I was telling KJ, I watch a lot of KJ stuff because obviously he's a friend of mine. But I'm like, hey, how's KJ approaching these things? Like, what's his body language like? I watch a lot of the big time guys where it's like, okay, how come he's, what does he do that I like or like don't like? So it's like when the funniness turns out, there's just a lot of like, Critical thinking on like how to better myself. And I think again, not to keep dwelling on this heart health issue, but that was a bit of a a head scratcher for me because at the time I was 31 years old, you know, made some money in the league, played eight years, single dude, you know, not not married, good family back home. And it's like now all of a sudden I'm sitting on an ER bed, can barely breathe. I got wires coming in and out and they're jamming me with fentanyl to like calm my body down. And I'm like, damn, bro, like that bank account don't mean much now. Do it. You know, I got family 2000 miles away. And it's like, it can happen like that. Monday, I'm doing some crazy in the gym. Tuesday, same thing. Getting ready. Working out with KJ. Wednesday, a little cardio. Thursday at 5 a.m., I'm on an ER bed. And it was like that put things in perspective for me where it's like, you just don't ever know, man. So it's like, I'm always thinking on like how to get better. What do I want to do? Like, that's what I would say bro how'd it go
1: how'd it go awesome (laughs) and i don't cuss on this podcast much Awesome, bro thank you yeah bro just thank you bro for sharing your heart your story every time somebody come on this show g like we all walk through this journey but dudes got their own like i saw it this way i saw it that way bro much love to you bro
0: you know, you know you're my guy, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you, you, too. Man.
1: Appreciate you, man. That, that was good, man. And yeah, we'll see y'all next time. Yeah, appreciate you, bro.
0: Thank you for having me on, man. Yeah. It's a lot of fun.
1: yeah, yeah.